0: Welcome to the Balance Self Podcast, where we explore different aspects of the life balance we are in search of, both personally and professionally. This is your host, Barbara Fitch, and we are glad to welcome Executive Leadership Coach and Facilitator, Tim Smith. In today's episode, we will discuss change management and examine the advantages and disadvantages of change management, how to trust in leadership in times of change, and how to manage change when change is hard. We hope this episode will offer some insights on how change affects our personal and professional lives. Stay tuned. All right. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Balanced Self. We are joined today by executive leadership coach, Tim Smith. Tim, it's so good to see you. We haven't Keith talked Lee. a long time. I agree. It has been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. So we're glad to have you back to join us again. And um, welcome back. We had you here in 2022. You were talking about AI, and I think we're well past that topic now. So this episode, uh, we're actually going to talk about a topic that I know is very near and dear to you that you have quite a bit of experience with. So but before we do all of that, I would love for you to tell our listeners about who you are and what you've been up to since we last talked in 2022. You know, you you probably know,
1: or I'll say, uh, my background's in corporate L&D work. Uh, and I, I really was fortunate to, <clears throat> I had a 20 plus year career in human resource development. I got to do a lot of different things, but kind of over the course of those years, really focused a lot on uh, emotional intelligence work, leadership development work, process and performance improvement work, which always has in it some element of change management. And that was really that is what pulled me into like change management, change leadership work, was that connection. You know, I think after I left the corporate setting, my work is really just going to continue to focus on Executive coaching, and with that, I tend to work with—I I like to call them analytical thinkers. But I, I do a lot of EQ coaching work with analytical thinkers—the the really smart people who maybe need to put a little polish on their their interpersonal skills. That's where I like to work. Um, I love working with teams, and then that is again pulled in an element of change because, right, we're talking about how we interact and we're in a closed system and what's going to give and what's going to you know, take. And then, yeah, I, I think in addition to those things, I get to do a little bit of change management consulting, which I always appreciate. It's kind of a, an opportunity to work at maybe a, I don't know, it's a higher level or a different level within an organization as opposed to like specifically with a leader or a team.
0: Yeah. I'm so always incredibly like interested when I see change management and the things that that you specifically have done and how you've facilitated a lot of different workshops and with change management. So if you're ready to get started, let's go ahead and get started.
1: Sounds good. Let's get it.
0: Awesome. As I said earlier, our topic today is about change management. And before we get too much into a discussion about change management, I think it's just really helpful to define what change management is. So, change management is the process of preparing and executing and solidifying changes um, within an organization. And this process of organizational or you know transformational change could also like mean individual change or just gradual change. And so, along with that, managing change within an organization can have its advantages and it can have its disadvantages. And I know you know that firsthand, but, Tim, you facilitated so many workshops and uh, so many different aspects of change management. What would you say are some of the disadvantages and advantages of change management? I would start with
1: saying the advantages are it's necessary. And I mean, I, you know, it, it, it's so many change efforts either fail utterly or do not achieve their desired or anticipated level of success so there's there's some uh to me change management feels a little bit like having a business strategy or or a budget even right it it helps us figure out what we need to do and then how to start doing it because the change itself is like we're, we're shepherding this group of people within an organization through sometimes a little change, but often if we're, we're really talking about change management, we're talking about some substantive changes and that affects people on all of their levels, right? You, you don't really affect somebody at work without also affecting their personal life. You know, is it going through multiple corporate reorganizations in my corporate career? Like often there's the thought. Am I going to have my job? Am I going to have a job? So I, I think the advantage, maybe to get back to the question, the advantage is really the necessity of doing something. I think that the disadvantages of change management, it it's kind of like it makes me think, especially this time of year, like working out, right? Everybody goes back to the gym in January and we're going to get all fit again. And the disadvantages is if, if you don't have a plan, if you just go in there and you start throwing weights around and you're doing, you know, you don't, have, uh, you don't have a coach. You don't have somebody that's helping you critique your form or helping you figure out somebody that's coming at it with some, some experience and expertise. Uh, you could just go in and, hey, maybe you end up making it worse or you hurt yourself. And then you, hey, I'm three months on the couch now. And so I think those are some of the disadvantages that I would think, okay, if it's done poorly or not done at all, and and I, I don't think this is jumping ahead, but I, I'll, I'll go ahead and say, I think one of the biggest oversights of leaders, managers, is the logic of a change. You know, the business need for a change should, right, air quotes, should be enough to convince people of its necessity.
0: That's a powerful statement. We don't think about logic when we think about change, right? We think about change, I think, sometimes to it's like a knee jerk, it's 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 almost automatic sometimes. It's like, oh, if somebody tells you that it has to change or if, I'll just use this as a very simplistic, like if I'm in traffic, I don't think about changing lanes. I automatically just know that it's gonna happen. If we don't use logic behind that, that opens up a whole Pandora's box of just, I just can't imagine what, you know, what that Pandora's box is like, like it, it becomes all the dominoes start to fall, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. And, and so like picking up on the traffic analogy, right? It is, we're following those taillights in front of us. And I think it's a real slippery, dangerous slope for us to do that from a leadership perspective in organizations, to just expect people, okay, this change makes sense. So I want you to keep doing your job until, until I flip this big switch that's going to break shake things up for you. I want you to just keep following those taillights in front of you. Don't question anything. Don't think about it. Just keep going. And that's not how we work. So we can talk about the logical part of it, but we're also very emotional creatures. So there's a, right, there's a, a mix of that, yeah. that what makes sense and what what's, what's the heart telling you.
0: Right. And that's where that balance comes in. And that's where I heard you mention earlier about um, having a plan. And that's I think that's key when you're thinking about it. And I don't think we think about change management in terms of having a change management plan. Sometimes that's, that is a great advantage. It, it, and I think overall that is a great tool for the advantages and the disadvantages because it forces you to make decisions ahead of time. But if you don't have that time ahead of time to make those decisions, You're talking about the disadvantage of a very weak plan or a plan that has holes in it or things that are unavoidable when you start to make that plan. So, yeah, I completely agree with that. I think the logic and the planning and all those things will actually determine what's an advantage, what's a disadvantage. In full transparency, I've been a part of those organizational change management things that have happened, whether it was planned or unplanned, and had to adjust accordingly. Did I do well at it? I you know, I'm one of those people that I adapt very quickly. Some people don't. And it takes them a while to like that the disadvantage of that is it takes them a while to to accept that change and to adapt to it. And then you start talking about the inside of the department. Let's just say in the department, you're you're talking about a different type of change. Like it may just be a process that changes and it's a little change, it's a gradual change. Then when you're talking about an individual change, that's very specific to different people. But when you're talking about an overall transformational organizational type change can have some effect on you whether it's good or bad right absolutely and and i think like with those organizational
1: changes i I worked with an organization a few years ago that was trying to reshape their culture so not not like they weren't trying to create a new culture from scratch there was there it just needed a little bit of polish but you're still you're you're asking people to give up comfort and I think that's a lot of what this, right? Our comfort, our confidence, our, our often our sense of self comes with how efficiently, how effectively we're able to perform our responsibilities. And, and I, yeah, so I, I think it, it, it can put us as an, as an individual, it can put us, well, not can, it often does put us at a sense of dis-ease because we're losing something. You know, we're losing a, a, I don't want to sound dramatic, we're not losing our sense of self, I don't mean that, but the metrics by which we assess our efficacy as, as, a, as a worker, or as a, maybe sometimes as a human being, gets called into question, because they're, oh my gosh, you're changing the metrics on me, or, or you're changing how I'm supposed to achieve these metrics, so what's that going to do to my performance?
0: Oh, that's, a, that's a really good way to look at things and to be self-aware of how you respond to that. And I agree with you. Like, I think it it becomes emotional a lot of times. Like we're, if you think about it, change can be an emotion. Like it can trigger really good emotions and like it, it gives you the opportunities or it can trigger those really stressful things that like, oh my God, I'm not ready to do this yet. And I feel like I'm being forced to do that. So yeah, I feel like that's gonna lead me into my next question about trust and change management. So. You know, why is trust important during change? Like, I I just kind of think those things go hand in hand, but, but I want to hear your
1: perspective on that. Yeah, you know, it, it's a good question. And, and I think it gets, I think the importance of trust gets accentuated during times of change, but I think it's important all the time. I think of leadership as an inherently trust-based effort. All right, I, I like to say it this way. So you lead people, you manage resources. Most of the leaders and executives that I work with, they have to do both, right? They're not just a manager of resources or just a leader of people. They're doing both. Sometimes those feel at odds. But that leadership part, that's all relationship oriented. That's the people side of it. And the relationships are all built on trust. You know, I I can't uh, my my relationship with you is limited by the depth of trust i'm able to have with you i, I think trust is always important i think it really gets uh, emphasized uh, mm-hmm. during these these unsettling times of change and you said something just a second ago that i want to pick up okay from from a leadership perspective how my employees my direct reports my team my peers view this change is instrumental and what what you had said that really kind of brought up a thought for me was it was you were talking about like you know when we look ahead and there's uncertainty and, and how that feels like what do we feel with that what what what's the emotion that accompanies that and excitement and anxiety they're kissing cousins right anxiety is when we look forward in time and we question our ability to deal with those uncertain circumstances excitement is when we look at those same uncertain unknown circumstances and we feel joy we feel energy but but we're either way it is the perspective that we're taking that that shapes a lot of what we're feeling so i need to know as a leader i need to know i want to know what are my you know who are my warriors in the team you know who are who are the people that are or more adaptable naturally or more flexible naturally so yeah just to be able to meet them where they are and then like really that relationship again, that the connection with them, that trust-based relationship.
0: Yes, and when you look at that, all of what you just said really kind of goes back to two things, trust and emotional intelligence. If you don't have the foundation of emotional intelligence and trust, and those are interchangeable, whichever comes first, it's a human thing to think about. If you're not, if you don't trust your leader, you're not going to change well. Employees are not going to be receptive to change. They're going to not trust you. They're not going to show up at meetings. They're not going to be engaged. You said something really important about, you know, a leader needs to know, like, where are my warriors? Where are my people that are going to be flexible with with change? And if you as a leader don't know that, you've already broken the trust. You have not set yourself up well. And so when you bring about change to your team, they're not going to trust you. I'm either not going to do my work or I'm going to leave and find another opportunity or I'm just going to just put my head down and complain. That that also affects productivity. It affects how we process. It affects our goals. It affects everything. So I think we need to clean up. If we're not doing this well, we need to clean up that emotional intelligence.
1: First. Amen. Could not agree more. I And I think, so just again, that four box model, right? We've got self-awareness. We've got self-management skills that builds on that self-awareness yeah am i self managing am i pulling in my own adaptability am i mindful of my mindset how my orientation toward this experience you know and then on the other side we've got empathy you know how well do i understand not just understand there's there's something else to empathy is is can i accept so maybe i feel super awesome about this change because maybe i'm going to get a bonus out of it Okay, maybe you're not going to get a bonus and you don't feel so super awesome about it. The acceptance part of empathy is me understanding your experience with that might be totally different than mine. And for me not to judge you based on your experience or how it's different, but just to accept. Right. That's literally me putting myself in your shoes and looking at it through your eyes as
0: best I can, understanding there are limitations to that. That's huge because that makes us self-aware. You have to be in the now to, to understand where you're going to go in the future. You have, to, you have to be self-aware. You've got to remember all the things that make you who you are. And when you show up as your authentic self, and I've said this in many, many, many of our podcasts, your authentic self is your authentic self. Sometimes your leaders just have to meet you where, they, where you are. And it's important for leaders to know who you're dealing with have that empathy some of the experiences I've had as a when I was a, a you know in my younger in my career and not knowing what true leadership was and not being taught any different and then when I had to make changes or decisions when I became a, a leader I'm like oh my goodness and then the fallout behind that and then I learned from those mistakes like okay what could I've done different you know am I really taking the time to know my folks, or am I just really taking the time to know the processes and doing what I've been tasked to do? Nobody talked to me about emotional intelligence. I didn't know what that was until (laughs) years later, you know what I mean? Years later, combining all that on top of trust, on top of change can make or break you. So it's important to be aware and center yourself and know you as a leader, you're still a human, but you still have to remember who you're leading. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Is there anything else you'd like to add? Because we we have to wrap up. And I always say this all the time. Like, I could literally talk forever about this.
1: No, I'm with you. I, change is such a rich topic. Change really drives everything. Change, you know, and, and it, it, there's one last thing I'll say. You kind of referenced this earlier t- t- in our conversation. Coaching is really just one person change management. I mean, it is right. I mean, it is, you're trying to create a change for yourself, professionally or, or personally. Um, And your coach is there helping you kind of guide through the process of that change. But no, thank you. It's been a pleasure to have a conversation with you
0: been great i'm so appreciative and thank you for that good wrap-up because that's going to be like i was just getting ready to go into the, the resources that we offer at msb coach i'm going to talk about that at the very end of our podcast and going to give you know our listeners some some sort of resources that we offer to help make changes easier to you know individual individual coaching all the things that we offer to help to transition to whatever your next level is in your organization and even in your personal life. So Tim, again, I so thank you. And thank you so much for sharing um, all of your thoughtful input and and your feedback and your experience. I am sure that you're going to have many, many more things to do with change management. And I know that we're going to have you back again. So Thank you so much. This wraps up this episode of Balanced Self. And we hope that you can join us next month for our February episode where we'll be discussing um, how to increase the impact of individuals and organizations while preventing burnout. So impact without burnout. That should be an interesting podcast. So we're looking forward to that. Thank everyone for joining us today, Tim. Thank you again. And we look forward to the next podcast you're going to be off with us.
1: (laughs) Same, same. Good to see you.
0: (laughs) Thank you. You take care. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Balanced Self. If you're looking for ways to become more emotionally intelligent, become more self-aware, and navigate smoothly when responding to personal and professional challenges, we encourage you to visit www.msbcoach.com and check out our workshop on leading change through the empowerment dynamic. We also encourage you to check out our workshop on developing your emotional intelligence. And if you are looking for previous episodes and current episodes, we encourage you to check out Apple Podcasts or Spotify. You can also access this podcast on our website at www.msbcoach.com under the resource tab. Bye now.